Well, welcome back, everybody, to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shannick. And I'm Corey. And we are so thankful that you're joining us wherever you're listening from. We appreciate you. If you haven't already, would you please leave a review, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you're not able to leave a review, or maybe you've already left a review, so you're tired of us saying, please leave a review, email us. Let us know maybe a favorite episode or something that's really blessed you recently on this podcast. We love getting the affirmation and uh, it helps us continue to do what we're doing in this podcast. Yeah, for sure. And welcome all of you joining us on YouTube. Big shout out to Peter. I'm going to go to the Netherlands this week. So if you're thinking about me, uh, you can pray for me, pray for my family while I'm gone. But big shout out to Peter. He's been putting out different episodes that he loves for the people over in the Netherlands to listen to. So I can't wait to be with you all. I saw that. I think the the one he put out first was biblical versus Christ-like. Yep. So that episode eighty one, big big favorite for sure. And so hey, question of the week before we get into, I think this episode that we have for you is an incredible episode. We're talking about the seven ables every leader on your team must have. I think this will be really good regardless of what you are into or what people if they submit to you or if you submit to others it'll be a very good check and a conversation yeah, starter. regardless of the organization regardless of the organization but first and foremost we don't have a question of the week i just want to give praise where praise is due shanik is having a great dad moment your son <laughs> malachi bannett big shout out to malachi even though i know he doesn't listen he scored his first varsity soccer goal in the history of his life, but he is also a sophomore and he's a defender, which right. makes it that much more special. Yeah, no, How it was a, feel? no, it was it was a really cool moment that he finally got that goal, even though he is a defensive player, defensive minded player now, which is not something that he's been used to until he got to the varsity level. He's always been up top, been a striker, probably. And I'm just going to throw this out there, and I could be completely wrong, um, and I don't think I'm biased um, because other <laughs> dads have told me this as well. Malachi seriously might be like the leading SIU um, rec and travel goal scorer in the history of SIU program. Like, I mean, 10 plus goals sometimes per game. It was nuts back in the day when he was a kid. Anyway, um, I I was super pumped about it. But I kept telling everybody that there's no incentive for Malachi getting a goal. It's not like I'm going to reward him with some cash or I didn't ever say, Hey, you get a goal. I'm going to give you this because he's that defensive player. And I know he's not going to get very many opportunities. Um, even though he's been playing a ton as a sophomore, which is super cool in the FC program. But what I did tell him is there will be incentive, um, and some type of reward if he at some point in his career draws a yellow card against him. Now, not for foul play, not for doing anything dangerous, but just getting physical finally, um, maybe that day will come, but it hasn't happened yet. And he should because he's bigger than everybody his age. <laughs> he is. He's the gentle giant. Yep. I, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Shannon because this has been a long time coming. I, I love it. If you if Shannon's in a bad mood or if you were to go look at our text messages, it's either church stuff, Deion Sanders right now, or Malachi soccer. And I just love it. Big yeah. shout out. Well, Big you want to be up to date on what's I do. happening, I, I so I'll it. send you text updates during the games. I like, and I like following. And... I like following for sure. Okay, seven ables every leader on your team must have. It'll make sense as we go through this, but here it is. We got seven. Number one is this. You need to have teachable people. You see what we meant by this? Teachable. Are the people on your team, are they willing to listen and learn? not just listen, but learn. Uh, Do they have a desire to grow? Are they somebody that can take correction and advance whatever it is you are trying to advance? 
uh, I think one of the most attractive attributes of people in the work industry is a teachable spirit. And so are the people on your team, are they teachable? Right. And I would say as we go through these, of course, we label this every able um, or seven able things every person on your team needs to have. I think we got to make sure that you are someone. Yeah, for sure. The listener, you as the leader have these attributes as well. Yes, you want people on your team that are teachable, but are you teachable? Are you able to learn from people on your team? Again, going back to the last few weeks, or are you that insecure leader that thinks they know it all and Ooh. you know can't learn anything new or be teachable? So yeah, the first uh, the first able was teachable. The second able is adaptable. Can people on your team adapt? and go with the flow. And we've mentioned this several weeks ago as well when we talked about flexibility mm -hmm. and how you brought up how you taught Harrison, uh, our youth pastor here, hey, what's your middle name? It's flexible. You need to be able to adapt. Also, we brought up, you know, um, like responsibilities. And I don't know if we said this a few weeks ago, so I wanna, I wanna put it in here, but just because someone has a certain job description, make sure that you walk them through um, this process of being adaptable to that job description, because I've come across so many people that they have this 10 list of things on their job description. And if they get asked to do something outside of the 10, they either don't want to do it. They want extra compensation. They want, you know, for you to take off time somewhere else, instead of just being a team player to get, you know, the time in or get the project or whatever it is done. Um, they want to, they want to bail because it wasn't in their job description. So make sure that's something you talk about up front. Like you have to be adaptable if you want to be a part of this team. And again, you as a leader, are you adaptable as well to your plan that you set in place? I'm glad you just said that because I didn't, we didn't have that in our notes and I wasn't thinking that perspective. That's a great perspective to have. Cause I know that has been a frustration in the past of, yeah, yeah we've had someone here on the team and yeah. I've asked them to do something and they're like, wait, that, I don't think this was in the job description. And I'm like, Literally everything is in your job description if it comes out of my mouth and asks you to do it. Right, right as the boss, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that, there's another tension you got to live in. With, yeah. I, and we did talk about flexibility. Yeah, we did. What, what was it? Flexibility versus? Focused. Focus. That's right. Mm -hmm. That was a good episode. Yeah, make sure that you're flexible. Uh, again, that was, I know I shared it yeah. the last couple episodes when we talked about flexibility, but one of, and Jack, big shout out Jack Janigian. He was my youth pastor growing up. There's a lot of things that I was taught from Jack. Most of them I don't remember because, you know, you're in high school, middle school, and high school years. But that thing where he would teach us that flexibility is your middle name when you would go on trips and be a part of it. Like that was one of the best things I've ever learned from him, even though that wasn't arguably super spiritual. But I, I would say that it is because how you adapt to things is uh, it reveals your character and yeah. it reveals your integrity. Okay. Well, if you're talking about spiritual things, let's look at the gospels and Jesus's life. Yeah. He lived his life adaptable. Think about it. He's on his way and some woman with an issue of blood comes up and touch him. And he, what does he do? Stop, wait, who touched me? When there's hundreds of people trying to get to him and touch him and reach out to him, but he takes the time and he stops, he's on his way somewhere. He has a destination. He has somewhere to get to. Does that sound familiar? Just like all of us do. We're on our way somewhere and we're not allowed to be detoured from the focus plan that we have and the destination. So we don't live adaptable, but Jesus lives it all the time and he lives in the moments. And because he was adaptable, he's able to meet people right where they're at in the moment, even though a lot of people could have found it to be a distraction. Um, he found it as um, life. Yeah. His mission. Yeah. Yeah. His mission. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. That he wanted to accomplish to reach people. 
I love that. Number three is this, accountable, which this is that duh moment. Yeah, everybody should be accountable. It's shocking to me how many conversations I have with leaders and owners where people aren't accountable. And that is, to me, it's very sad. It, it, we could have also used the word responsible, but that wasn't an A-B-L-E, that's an I-B-L-E. But it's the same thing. Like, are people accountable to the things they do? Are they accountable to the company? Are they accountable to the mission? Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Do they have a willingness to be corrected and held to a high standard at the same time? Uh, we, we've talked about fragilizing. Honestly, I think that conversation around fragilizing has been the most uh, text messages I've received yeah. from people. Mm -hmm. It was monumental for me in our emotional health uh, leadership classes that that because I realized I was walking on eggshells with people. And because of my inability to have a confrontational conversation in a healthy way, no one was growing. And well, the only thing that was growing was my frustration. Yeah. And then I would oh, have a different opinion about this person. And it's because I wasn't able to confront them. So how can I be mad or frustrated about a situation that I'm not willing to correct myself as the leader? So you, you want to stop fragilizing this, but I, I love that standard. You have to have a high standard in any aspect of, of work. There has to be a standard. Yes, there's grace if people aren't met that, but are you uh, going along the process to teach them how to achieve that standard? And this is even like in relationships. I tell my, uh, well, I will tell my daughter all the time, like keep your standards high. Like have a high standard, make sure that the guys that you're pursuing meet that high standard. And I think that's a fair expectation to have. Maybe it's as a dad, maybe I'm having unfair expectation, but um, I would say as a dad, those are the exact <laughs> <laughs> expectations Probably. that you should be having. So number four, the fourth able is reliable. And here at this point, we talked about, um, durable because durability is key as well. We don't, we don't want people just to start things. We want people to be finishers and we want people to have longevity and endure the ups and the downs through any season of life, ministry, an organization, whatever that case may be. But we chose reliable and I really wanted to stick with reliable because on my team, I want people that I can trust. I want people um, that are trustworthy to finish it out. I think it was um, Simon Sinek. He he did this little thing where he interviewed like the Navy SEALs and he talked about like competence level versus trust level. And you think, of course, you want high competence, high trust. Um, but even in any organization, he found that the SEALs, they'd, they, they'd rather even have someone with um, low capability, but high trust than a high capability, low trust person in mm. their organization. And they just want, you know, to have people that they can rely on, right? It's all about having each other's back. And for me, you know, hmm. the things that I've been through, reliability is so important for me because I want to be able to trust people, but I want to know that people also have my back the way that I have theirs. And so yeah. um, with that as well, and I think this goes back to that thing I brought up on the job description in Adaptable as well, um, another big able that we won't get to, but I wanted to put it under reliable is available. And I think, especially if you're talking about like the kingdom, like success in the kingdom is obedience. And all that simply is, is a willingness to say yes, hmm. to be available for whatever it is that God has for you, maybe even in the moment, in the day, in the week, whatever that means. And so having people that are available on your team, that when you reach out to them and bring up something, um, they're reliable enough to give a response, to be willing to pick up extra work or extra slack, and you'll trust that they'll see it through and get it done. Yeah. And I know here we talked about 
Um, and I'll let you include this cause I don't actually don't have it in my notes, but I know I wanted to bring up like the five levels of delegation here mm-hmm. because I think that's also key in the reliability aspect and the trust aspect, because sometimes trust needs to be earned. You give certain people certain responsibilities or you can delegate, but there's levels of delegation that you can give people. And I know you wanted to have this as the four levels of delegation. I still like to say the five levels of delegation. It's what I learned. I don't know if we're going to give them to him right now. Oh, you, you want to save this, it? I think we should save that and do a whole episode because it is really, really good. It was really helpful verbiage for me. Okay. Well, basically I'll just give a little nutshell of it because I really think it's key in reliability. So if you delegate something to someone, there could be different levels of how you check in with that person to make sure the responsibility is getting finished. And just like a level one is you give somebody something to do and you walk with them through the whole thing, making sure it gets done up to a level five where you just give it to them, you delegated them, and then you forget it and never have to worry about it again. Yeah. But okay, well, yeah. we'll save that. I think we brought this up two weeks ago and we said we were going to do a, a podcast on it. And I completely forgot till just now when you said, I well, think we're going to save we, it. We said we, it can't fit in the seven series because it's five levels. So yeah. we're going to have to come up with something different. So maybe we'll come up with seven levels yeah. and we'll add, we'll add to two. It. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you'll know when we'll go yeah. through the podcast, it will yeah. make sense. But you need to be someone that's reliable and you want team members that are reliable. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the availability thing under reliability is because... I would say as a pastor, that's one of the most important things of being a pastor is being available. I know just this week, uh, shout out to Jen and Dean Heckel. I know that uh, Jen just lost her mom, Sandy, and that's awful. And we're grieving with you, Jen, if you're listening. But the funeral is coming up this week. And I know I leave for Europe on Friday night. The funeral is this Friday. And they, they talked to both of us to, mm-hmm. to do it. And uh, she, I, I talked to her face to face we were at this um, event on Saturday and we ran into each other and she's like, I know you're leaving for Europe. And I was like, this is, in my opinion, this is what I get paid to do in terms of like being available for people. Of co- I'm going to make it a priority to be there because it matters that we are available and present with people. And I want to be that reliable person. I like what you said about being that trustworthy because it's so important in the, in the work industry that you are working with people who are reliable. There's nothing more frustrating. And I could take this back. There probably is a lot of things that are frustrating within the work area, but there, to me, there's nothing more frustrating than someone who's not reliable or doesn't do what they say, or yeah, yeah, I I took care of that. And then you find out months later, they didn't take care of it. And you got no integrity. It's awful. Number five is this capable. And this plays a lot uh, into reliability, but are they capable? Can they run with the vision of the house or uh, the sales team or whatever it is again, that you work with? Do they represent the culture? Do they, have they bought into the DNA? And I know in church ministry, that matters because culture and DNA is different depending on what denomination you're a part of, depending on what flow you're trying to accomplish and the things you're trying to accomplish as a ministry. But I know that that is so super true within uh, business and sales and anything uh, really is do people, do they buy into the culture? Do they buy into the DNA? Are they able to communicate the culture and the DNA? Um, yeah, you might be selling a product, but do you understand the heart behind why that product even exists and have you bought into the company? And so, yeah. And this even communication, are they able to just flat out communicate? You don't want to be working with people or have people on your team that aren't able to communicate, not just the vision, vision, but communicate what it is they're supposed to communicate. You know what I mean? And and that's, I think it's really important. That's why a lot of teams always are doing those assessments, whether it's like the disc or the Enneagram or um, the saboteur test because you get to learn other team members and how they function and how they think and how they operate, which helps you relate to them 
and understand why they're communicating the way they are, or maybe they're not communicating the way you want them to, but maybe they see things or respond or work out things differently than you do. And so to understand all that so that you can have capable people on your team is very important. And that, uh, uh, like in our industry, uh, speaking is kind of what we do. You have to present something. Are they able to present and communicate? And I have a friend that's in another state doing ministry, and he's got a guy on their team that wants to teach. And I've listened. He sent me things to to offer feedback and critique and whatnot. And I know the guy personally, he's got an incredible heart, loves people so well. The guy might be top five worst communicators of all time. And so over the last couple of years, I've been helping this guy how to train this guy. And he just is not getting it. And it's like, man, it, it just sucks so bad because the guy is incredible. He's an amazing guy, but he's just not gifted in that area. So it's like, eh, is, is this really God's calling on your life? I know you, you desire it, but you're not growing. So those are hard conversations. Again, you can't fragilize somebody. Tough conversations. So tough sure. conversations. So are they capable? All right. Well, number six, the sixth able is vulnerable. And of course, this is a big one, especially with the team members that you have and even within yourself. And you need to be a leader that's someone who um, models this for your team. Um, And what we mean by vulnerability is really just um, being open and sharing weaknesses, owning mistakes, and letting people into your process. Um, Just like today, I came in to record and had a pretty tough weekend um, with some situations at home and was able to express that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to power through and I'm going to do the podcast. And we talked about the notes and I'm just said, I, I just don't know if this energy level is the same as I have in other weeks, but mm. I'm okay to share that and be yeah. in that moment. And this is where I'm at and you're okay to hear it. And you're trying to pump me up and encourage me and I get it. I receive it. And Kind we of. move on. I do that just as a joke because I love your resistance no, to it. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right now, if you can see his body language right now, he's a little different than in episodes No, past. I don't think so. I think if people watching on YouTube, they'd be like, I didn't even <laughs> notice till you just said something. Hey, but kudos to you. I'm going to shout out you in this area. I think your ability as a leader to first, I thought we were always healthy, but looking back, I realized we weren't that vulnerable as a staff collectively. And in 2019, when you first took that step to get your emotional intelligence in check and then challenging us as a staff together and creating that space, uh, I say, when people say, what's the, your favorite thing about being on staff at, at Hill City right now in this season of life, it's our TLP days is my favorite thing that we've uh, ever done as a staff. In my 11 years here, it's my favorite thing we've ever done. And those are yeah. once a month check-ins with yeah. the team. Well, we're changing that terminology, by the way. We're yeah. just going to like adapt what you came up with. They're no yeah. longer TLP days. Yeah, and I think we got rid of that anyway. We're not calling them that because we're not necessarily going through John Towns and stuff. Actually, we haven't went through any of this stuff. In over a year. Yeah. So we're going, <laughs> we're actually changing that up to ZLD days. Hey-o. So we're actually starting start that, that in a few weeks. That's but right. Zoe leadership development. That's right. And I, But I just am praising you because uh, I saw firsthand what happens when you get vulnerable and your emotional health growing. And I think that uh, then you gave us that space to do it together. And I think we've never been better as a staff, collectively, wholly. Um, I think that it was the best thing that you've done. And so if you're a leader and you've got your team and you want to grow some camaraderie, hey, reach out to me, Corey, C-O-R-Y at hillcity.tv. I'm literally putting together a emotional health um, 
workshop if you workshop will. Yep. yeah right now it's six weeks well well give me like six months but in six months yep. let me let me perfect <laughs> this and then you can call me and i can come in and do some stuff with your teams or i'm i'm getting a two ahead of myself and it's going to be awful, but no, I'm not going to share that. I don't <laughs> it's believe not, that. It's not, it's going to be great. Yeah. I, I just appreciate vulnerability. It's been so healthy and helpful for me to get more vulnerable. And even that difference between transparency versus vulnerable, which we did a couple of weeks ago in the tensions yep. was, was real too. But last and not least, I would say this is the most important actually. Uh, number seven, are they enjoyable? Do you like being around your team? And if not, you got to find some enjoyable people to be around. Are they fun? Do they mesh? Do they not only carry all these other six ables, are teachable, adaptable, accountability, or accountable, reliable, capable, vulnerable, are they just enjoyable? Do you like them? Do you want to be around them? And I think our team here, there's not one person that I don't want to be around. Right. So I really enjoy, I'm like, come on, we got to get the staff together on our first, second Fridays, get together. Cause I just like being around y'all and I like being around all your kids and whatnot. So I just appreciate yeah. the culture. And our setting might be a little bit different in the church world and church ministry setting, yeah. but yeah, we do. Um, for the most part, really enjoy just being around each other. And I would say some of the stuff we do as a staff, like other businesses and organizations aren't doing what we're doing as far as even connecting outside of work hours and truly wanting that connection, wanting to hang out. And we just do life together and have developed friendships with the people we actually do life with and work with. And so, uh, so yeah, that's been enjoyable as well. But you as a leader, again, all of these, you have to model it. Facts. And do your, does your team want to spend time with you? Ooh, you just twisted it all around. Well, all of them I like can be it. twisted around. I like it. Back Twist on the leader. It. It's always on the leader. It is always Everything on the leader. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So Wasn't that John Maxwell, maybe somebody maybe like that. Somebody probably, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yeah, those are the seven ables every leader on your team must have. But as Shannon just revealed, these are seven ables that you as the leader must have and are showing. Are you teachable, adaptable, accountable, reliable, capable, vulnerable, and enjoyable? Yeah. And I, I'm going to close this episode kind of based on your message from this past week. We've been talking about um, full of it, not just that we're full of the Holy Spirit, but it is the power that the Holy Spirit represents and supplies to us. And as you brought up this past week, um, it's the power to know how much you're loved. And when you know how much you're loved, then you're able to go and love and lead others. And so that's what I would say in this podcast as well. And while we end every podcast with your love and there's nothing you can do about it, um, lean into that, take us up on that, hear those words that are true about you. You are loved and there's nothing you can do about it. And because you know, you're loved, you're able to be teachable and adaptable, accountable, reliable, capable, vulnerable and enjoyable and you can actually lead others well knowing how much you're loved so with that just know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it 